Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring two of the greatest comedians who have ever appeared in vaudeville, motion pictures, television, and on the radio, Bob Hope and Jack Benny. And now, here's Bob Hope. gentlemen very much good evening once again Chrysler the company that's far ahead in engineering brings you your turkey two weeks ahead of time <laughs> now, I want to wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving it's been a bad year here at NBC I don't know about the rest of the country but we're eating peacock <laughs> now we got a beautiful bird at my house but I think we're gonna keep him as a pet did you ever try hand wrestling a 40 pound turkey for who's gonna hold a hatchet <laughs> But I want to tell you, Washington really has the Thanksgiving spirit. There's hardly a Republican who won't have a Bowser bag for a Democrat. <laughs> of course, you know, you know I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The Democrats are doing all right, although they'll have to make do with chicken this year. <laughs> they lost their big bird a couple of years ago. You know, I'm glad, though, that the elections are over. Now we can get back to the regular violence on TV. <laughs> have, have you ever seen such backbiting, mudslinging, double-crossing? Of course, in California, we have the same thing every year. It's called the Academy Awards. It was terrible. I haven't heard language like that since Martha Mitchell sprained her dialing finger. Everyone's friends again, though, after the election. In fact, President Nixon gave a tea party for the Democratic leaders, which went off very well, till Vice President Agnew went around asking, you want one lump or two? <laughs> and there was a great turnout among the, across the nation, except among the hippies. They were afraid to enter the voting booths. It reminds them too much of a shower curtain. <laughs> California, Ronald Reagan cast the first vote, and on the basis of that, the computers projected him as the winner. <laughs> Isn't it funny when you vote late and they've already picked the winners? You feel so, you feel so dumb, don't you? You know, it's like sending a wedding gift to Liz Taylor and Eddie Fisher. <laughs> I want to tell you, the late show really confused the television viewers. Reagan was winning against Unruh on Channel 9 and losing against the Indians on Channel 11. <laughs> and did you know in Massachusetts, a priest was elected to the House of Representatives? In his parish, they now open mass with our father who art in Congress. 
But he found a lovely apartment in Washington. It's just a short walk across the Potomac River. <laughs> no, and the good father has already introduced a great, great bill for balancing the budget. It's called Bingo. <laughs> By the way, did you read in the papers about our new spy in the sky satellite? It's not our first, but the two we already have up there are practically useless because when spring came, they started staring at each other. <laughs> no, they tell me our new satellite is so sensitive the mice in the Kremlin are wearing sneakers. <laughs> How about that, though? Seven billion dollars to find out that Mao Tse Tung wears an orthopedic pigtail. <laughs> It's a great thing because it gives us 30 minutes warning when enemy missiles are launched. That gives us enough time to alert Walter Cronkite and get a sponsor for the blast. <laughs> and, of course, you read, of course, where here in L.A., the fuzz finally cracked down on topless bars and arrested all performers putting on nude sex shows, and it was quite a raid. The cops came from as far away as Minnesota. <laughs> Did you see the headline, Police Arrest Bottomless Dancers, Pinch 40? <laughs> no, this is news, I tell you. Los Angeles nightclubs and bars are getting pretty wild. It's getting so that anyone with clothes on is a tourist. <laughs> Remember when the problem was catching the waitress's eye? You know, a new movement, a new movement has appeared on the American scene. First, women's liberation demanded the rights of women. Then the hard hats demanded the rights of men. And now gay liberation is demanding the rights of whatever they are. <laughs> now we got something else to worry about. Sissy power. I want to tell you, their leaders are really tough. They wear leather pantyhose. Oh, the Gay Liberation had a big parade in New York and they floated down the avenue like Macy's Thanksgiving balloons. I'm not sure where the parade was. I think it was over in Queens. They, they actually tried to take over Alpine County out here in Northern California. It's true, they had their own sheriff and he looked real good. He had boots, chaps, buckskin jacket and pearls. And instead of handcuffs, he carried a slave bracelet. <laughs> they had one demonstration up there, and the cops had to break it up, and instead of mace, they sprayed him with Chanel Number no. 5. <laughs> no, they tried to hold a convention, but the building was too close to the railroad tracks. A train whistle blew, and the whole thing turned into a dance. <laughs> noticed how all the airlines are fighting each other for business now? They're offering wider seats, better food, bigger drinks. One airline's going to ridiculous lengths. They put your luggage on the same plane. <laughs> no, planes are getting emptier and emptier. On mine, I had a choice between movies and bowling. <laughs> and our stewardess came around before takeoff to take up a collection for gas. 
Now, the airlines are fighting with one another for passengers. I was in the airport once, and the line waiting to buy tickets was hijacked. <laughs> by another airline. I called one airline, and I said, when's your next flight to New York? They said, what time can you be here? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's good of you to drop in and... Les? Ladies and gentlemen, make this a truly happy holiday season by using lots of Christmas seals on all your holiday gifts and mail. Remember, Christmas seals fight emphysema, tuberculosis, and the growing pollution of the air we have to breathe. So join me in answering your Christmas seal letter quickly and generously. It's a matter of life and breath. Good night. You know, Jack Benny's audience on radio kept him consistently in the top ten, and most of his cast was with him for more than a quarter of a century. They included his wife, Mary Livingston, Dennis Day, Phil Harris, Rochester, and his announcer, Don Wilson. Hello again, this is Jack Benny. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's go out to Jack Benny's house in Beverly Hills. At the moment, Jack is relaxing in the den. Rochester, the phone. Rochester. Hmm. Hello? Hello, Chris? <laughs> Chris? Yeah, ain't you Christopher Columbus? Christopher Columbus? Who is this calling? Napoleon! I'm sorry, Napoleon. You must have the wrong number. Hmm. I never knew they let them have phones in those places. Anyway, I don't know why I had to answer it. Rochester. Rochester. Hmm. Wonder where he can be. Must be out in the garage. Ever since the Coleman's got that new Cadillac, he's been shining my Maxwell every day. <laughs> he even put a chlorophyll tablet in the exhaust pipe. <laughs> I'll go out and see. Rochester. Oh, hello, boss. Rochester, I thought you were in the garage. What are you doing on your hands and knees with that butterfly net? I'm trying to catch a gopher. A gopher? Are you sure we got one? Oh, yes, boss. This morning I stuck my hand all the way down that hole, and there's a gopher there, all right. Well, you'll never kill him with that butterfly net. I don't want to kill him. I just want to get my ring back. <laughs> Wait a minute, Rochester. Don't move. What's the matter, boss? The gopher just came up behind you. 
Don't, don't move, Rochester. If he says, what's up, Doc, I'll hit him with a shovel. <laughs> oh, darn it, he went back down the hole. Rochester, hand me that gopher trap. Here you are. Now, let's see. I just pushed the spring all the way back. Well, the trap is set. There. Now, let's stand back and wait. I wonder if he's coming. I'll get down on my knees and look in the hole. Can you see him? Yeah, here he comes. <laughs> Come closer. Closer. Boss, boss, the gopher got away. You put the trap in backwards. Well, don't stand there talking. Get it off my nose. Gopher, it's the last thing I do. Boss, boss, here he comes again. Yeah, I see him. Rochester, right, I've got him cornered. He can't move. Now I'll just take this shovel and... Boss, why don't you hit him? I can't. Look at those blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, isn't that cute? What? He's got braces on his teeth. <laughs> What do you know? Rochester, let the gopher run around the yard. What does it hurt? I'm going to the house. I'm glad we didn't catch him. See, my nose hurts. Who can that be at the door? Coming! Hello, Jack. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hello, Mary. Dennis, come on in. Mary, how, how's it you and Dennis happen to come over uh, at the... Jack. Huh? Jack, what happened to your nose? I got it caught in a gopher trap. <laughs> Wasn't it crowded? The gopher wasn't in it at the time. Oh. Now, kids, how did you happen... Must be that crazy guy again. I'm gonna ball him out and... Wait a minute. Hey, Dennis. Dennis. Yes, Mr. Benny? Answer the phone, will you, Dennis? Okay. Watch this, Mary. Hello? Yeah, this is him speaking. <laughs> well, it was kind of a rough voyage, but we made it all right. <laughs> What's that? The Nina and the Pinta rolled a little bit, but the Santa Maria came through fine. What? Yeah, it was an expensive trip, but Queen Isabella hocked her jewels and put up the money. Dennis. Nah, Ferdinand was all wrong. Isabella and I were just good friends. <laughs> Dennis, get away from that phone. Just a minute. Uh, thanks very much. I'll see you in about an hour. Goodbye. Uh, look, Mr. Benny, I got to leave now, but if Napoleon calls, will Dennis, you tell him you that... Dennis, you said you were going to leave, so go. I don't want to hear any more about Napoleon. Okay, Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, say, Mary. Yes, Dennis? Are you doing anything this afternoon? Uh, no, why? Let's fly to Las Vegas and get married. <laughs> no, thanks. Okay, I'll ask somebody else. Goodbye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the American Forces Radio and Television Service proudly presents The Retirement 2, yes, third... 
You know, George, I've been thinking about retiring early. Me too, Harry. I met this great-looking chick. I mean retiring from the armed forces. Harry, I always said you're the least retiring man I know. Anyone can retire after 20 years' service, plenty young enough to enjoy a lot more years of good living. That's swell, Harry. But what are we doing tonight? 50's not old, early middle age, and on darn good retirement pay. You know why they call it middle age? Because that's the first place it shows. I'll be getting money from the Army and have a great civilian job, too. That's growing old gracefully, George. Harry, if you can't grow old gracefully, do it any way you can. Financial security, retirement pay, life insurance. Those are just a few of the benefits from the armed forces. Find out about all of them from your personnel officer. Yes, sir. Mayor, what'd you come over here for anyway? Well, you asked me to come over. What? Well, don't you remember? You said you were going to buy a new television set today and you wanted me to go with you. Oh, yes. The one I've got has such a small screen. Well, come on. Let's go. Okay. Just wait here a minute, will you, Mary? I haven't got enough money. I'll go down to my vault and get some. Okay. Well, don't be too long. I won't. Come my alligators. <laughs> One of them still has that bandage on him. I thought sure he'd be healed by now. I only took off enough to make a belt. <laughs> well, I better go in my vault and get my money. Password. No loose ends. <laughs> oh, it's you, Mr. Benny. Yes, yes, I just came down to get some money. Now, excuse me, I want to open the safe. Let's see, the combination is right to 45, left to 60, back to 15, then left to 110. There. that alarm for you? Spike Jones. <laughs> Let me see now. There, that ought to be enough money. Well, so long, Ed. Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Gee, Ed's a nice fella. It's amazing. All the years he's stayed down in that vault. And he's never come out. 
Sometimes I feel guilty paying him by check. <laughs> I better hurry. I don't want to keep Mary waiting. <laughs> Tommy, I help you. <laughs> yes, I'd like to... <laughs> I'd like to buy a television set. Well, we have all the latest models here. Uh, how about this one? Well, I was thinking of something bigger. In fact, I, I was thinking of this one here with a 30-inch screen. Now, how much does it cost? $795. What? Yeah! choking him. He's just a salesman. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. <coughs> I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, well, how much is this 20-inch set? I'll whisper it to her. <laughs> no, you can tell me. I'm all right now. $360. Well, that isn't so bad. Uh, would I have to pay cash? No, you can open a charge account here. I can? Yeah, just go over to see the credit manager. His office is back in the corner. Oh, thank you. Excuse me, Mary. I'll be right back. Let's see. Oh, there's the office. How do you do? <laughs> can I help you? Yes, I want to buy a TV set on credit. Well, you've come to the right place. We'll put a television set in your home and give you five years to pay for it. Well... You take it, and at your age, it's a good deal. <laughs> look, look, mister, I don't need your jokes or credit either. I picked out my television set, and here's the $360 for it. Hey, thank you. Uh, Jack? Just a minute, Mary. He's giving me a receipt. Uh, here you are, sir. And I'm sure you'll be happy that you bought this television set. There's so many interesting programs to watch. For instance, today they have a very unusual program on called Historical Characters. Historical Characters? Yes, you see, this fella calls people up on the phone and says he's Napoleon and asks if you're Christopher Columbus. Huh? And if you don't hang up on him, you win a television set. <laughs> what? Today's winner was a young man named Dennis Day. No. Uh, pick him up and put him in a cab. I'll take him home. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from radio's golden days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.